Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. Tonight, NDC minority loses vote in the attempt to reject 2024 budget, which has just been approved following weeks of controversy. At the end of the head count, eyes 138, nose 136, absent one, the eyes have it. We are live in Parliament where the procedure for the headcount has been dividing the House. Even after all what I do here, when you go out and misrepresent what I do here to the public and let them attack me, I listen to everything. It's only I don't react. This is Top Story with Evans Mensah. And Top Story is always brought to you by Vodafone. After more than two weeks of debate and intense controversy, the 2024 budget has just been approved under controversial circumstances following disagreements over the voting procedure. The majority NPP managed to whip all 138 members into the House to vote to approve the budget. The NDC side had one member absent. We'll get into the specifics shortly. But first, listen to the speaker detailing the results of the headcount. Honorable members, at the end of the headcount, eyes 100 
and 38. Nose, 136. Absent, one. Honorable members, their eyes have it. bring in my parliamentary correspondent into the conversation. He's been in the house witnessing what has been unfolding there. Uh, Kweku Asante joins us right now. Kweku, so it is now done, dusted, sealed. What has been the reaction on the floor? Yes, there's been the gavel. The Speaker of Parliament has banged that and declared that the 2024 budget has now been approved. But of course, not without controversy like you said. Prior to that, there were some um, attempts to erect the headcount that did not survive. But the majority leader has been concerned that the minority knew this was coming, but they still insisted that they wanted to go through this process. They knew that if the majority side are able to bring all their numbers, the budget will be passed, and the fate was already known from day one, but they would not budge. And so they were, they were concerned that even ministers who had to be on official duties, ministers who were unwell, have all had to be ferried to parliament today at such extraordinary cost to the state just because the minority wanted to make a point. And before we go into the controversy, because as a beginning of the of the of the day uh, when the headcount was due, there was some controversy on this. When you look at the numbers, it suggests that on the NDC side, one person was absent. Do we know who? Yes, the MP for Asinot, James Jatikwesen. I should put on record that since the start of this meeting, James Jatikwesen has not been in Parliament. The understanding and the communication has been that James Jatikwesen has not been well and had to be lifted out of the country for medical attention and has not returned into the country. In fact, his trial is currently on hold. And so James Datikwesen was expected not to be in parliament today. And when the vote went down and his name was mentioned, all the attention turned to receipt, but it was empty. So the absent member of parliament for today's count, the only of the 275 MPs who was not around today, was James Datikwesen, the MP for Athenot, who is currently outside of the country because of ill health. Last week, the majority side also admitted that they had three of their members absent, and I believe that also included Kennedy Japan. Were they all in the house or mostly they were? Yes, Kennedy Japan was in parliament. In fact, I see him just about now, walking out of the chamber to go to his car. There was also the deputy finance minister, John Kuma, who was not available. Another deputy minister for foreign affairs was also not available. So they had those three MPs not present. But in fact, also beginning of this week, a number of key ministers of state have all not been in the country, having traveled to COP28 in Dubai, um, that event. But this morning, all of them arrived in the country. In fact, the Minister for Energy actually arrived in Parliament this morning. Right from the airport, he came to Parliament. And so it was full seat on the majority side. Everybody was on hand, present for this crucial vote on the 2024 budget. With the Finance Minister himself sitting in at occasional periods, throwing his head around, trying to see if everybody was uh, was present. In fact, at one point, when the Deputy Minister of Finance, Abinaz Yassari's name was mentioned, she was not in the chamber. 
although she was around, she had to come in running, raising her hand that she's available to be counted before she was marked present. And then there was this controversy about the procedure itself. What was this about? I, I, the, the speaker had, you know, had the house start the process, and then there was an intervention. Yes, the former attorney general and MP for Estikado Kitan, Joe Gatti, was on his feet. He says that this parliament has adopted a certain anomalous procedure on voting on the budget statements and economic, economic policy. He thought that was completely alien to the constitution of Ghana and the standing orders of parliament. And that a budget statement and economic policy in and of itself does not require any vote except the states and the estimates from the MBA and the Appropriation Act itself. That is what there must be a vote on. So according to him, there should not be any vote on this. Listen. We'll get him pretty shortly. Then the majority leader also comes in with this, uh, his uh, objections to the headcount procedure, whether it's successively or not. Yes. In fact, at one point, the Speaker of Parliament decided that the mode of voting he was going to adopt was that MPs were going to stand up in their chair. And not only that, they were going to shout whether they are for the budget or against that. The majority leader clearly was not happy with that and said that they had no basis in the standing of this. The speaker, the speaker, there, are, there, are, there is no doubt at all about what is contained in our orders. Our orders provide order 1132. A member may call for a headcount or division if the opinion of the speaker on the voice vote is challenged. That was what was done by the deputy minority. And 1134 provides. In the case of headcount, Mr. Mr. Speaker shall take the vote of the House by calling upon members who support or oppose to his decision successfully, successively, successively to rise in their places. Mr. Speaker, so for those who support, who said the eyes have it. So now it will be for you to ask who support the eyes. And then the eyes would rise up to be counted. That is what it is. Those who are opposed to it, who said no, you call for those who support the no. And don't get up. This is the convention and practice of this office. Away from this prevarication and trying to carry the arts, the greatest effect. I'm pleading with you. I'm pleading with you. Let's conform to what you have been doing always. For those who support the eyes, they will, they will rise up. It doesn't necessarily mean that it will be one side. They may come from the other side as well. So let's do that and then we'll move on. The and quickly, the minority's reaction? Yes, the minority leader stated that the standing orders were clear on the procedure and that as far as he's concerned, the Speaker of Parliament had not breached the standing orders nor done anything wrong in terms of deciding that that was the mode of voting. The Speaker, I see no reason why we should litigate over this matter. The Speaker, I say this because you are absolutely right, right, Honorable Speaker. The language in our standing order, order 1133, is clear. And the use of the word successively does not mean we should rise in groups. It's simple one after the other. Mr. Speaker, you are right. And I see no reason why we should litigate over this matter. Mr. Speaker, if we had started, I'm sure at least we may, have, we may be halfway through it. So, Mr. Speaker, I urge you, I urge you to continue the process because the Speaker clearly, clearly 
Order 1133 is clear on this matter and we should not deviate from that. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. And quickly, we got some clarity on this from the Speaker on, on how to proceed. Yes, the Speaker stood his ground when it, came, when it came to the MPs having to stand up in their seats. But of course, he toned down on the part where MPs are to shout from their chairs whether or not they are for the budget or not. Honorable members, this cannot compel the Speaker to let them count your heads. You better resume your seats. You don't, you don't achieve anything by this. Even after all what I do here, when you go out and misrepresent what I do here to the public and let them attack me, I listen to everything. It's only I don't react. Please. The differences between what the majority leader is saying and what I'm saying is the interpretation of the word successively. Successively. That is in the standing orders. The budget is now approved, and I want to bring in uh, right now Mutala Mohammed. He's a Tamale Central MP, also joining us is Kojo Ponkrumah, he's Information Minister. Thank you, gentlemen, for your time here on Top Story. Uh, Mr. Mohammed, this was always the outcome that everybody was expecting. The minority side insisted yeah. that he wanted to get to a vote. You knew from the start this was not one you could win. Well, Ivan, good evening to your cherished uh, listeners and my colleague at the other end. We didn't know that we could not win. The same, you know, narrative was given when we rejected the budget the last year. The MPP argument was that they had the numbers, we didn't have the numbers. When we voted, as a matter of fact, we rejected the budget initially until the first deputy speaker did what he did. On the issue of e-levy, it was the same thing. If you realize, the very day the motion was moved, and we were going to vote. The leadership of the MPP in Parliament never had any problem with the voting until when the Speaker said that he was going to ensure that names were mentioned and then they didn't take. That was when Honorable Chairman Sabonsu protested that they were not going to allow that to happen and staged that embarrassing walkout. So anybody who thinks that we believe that we're not going to have this budget rejected that person is living in his own world so clearly we as much as a matter of fact the outcome of it hasn't changed anything we protested against the budget because of the taxes imposed on the already depressed Ghanaian. we raised several issues in the budget but let my colleagues not celebrate yet what is critical is not even the approval of the policy statement what is critical is the approval of the estimate. And mind you, every component of the estimate is going to be voted upon. And I'm not too sure whether they'll be able to garner 
all their ministers and other people to be in the in the chamber throughout. So we're not doing that just for opposition's sake. We're doing that anchored on convincing reasons that this budget was empty and that this budget was going to worsen the situation of the ordinary Ghanaian. And this were the basis on which we mm. opposed to the approval of the budget. Of the budget. Uh, Mr. Ponkrumah, so he says, do not celebrate just yet because you have the estimates coming up and the, the same opposition and resistance you face with this budget. Today, you may have just won uh, in this battle, but the war is ahead. Your reaction to that? Evans, good evening to you. Good evening to my brother Mutala and uh, your listeners. I don't recall saying that we are jubilating or we are happy. No. Uh, so the conversation that we shouldn't jubilate yet, I don't even think is the matter um, before us. We have um, just finished one process, which is getting the economic policy approved. And we now have to go through the estimate sector by sector and then put it all together in the appropriations bill. And then on the other side, we have some revenue bills that we have to deal with. We are very clear in our minds that our brothers on the other side at this stage, because of the slim majority we have in uh, Parliament, want to play a political game of subjecting everything to a vote, even when it is not a matter in contention. And uh, on our side, we have to ensure that our members are all in the House when it matters to um, overcome those hurdles. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC that they have advertised that they are going to put in the way of the republic there's one fundamental issue that i recall speaking to the minority leader that he raised that if you if you take that out of the house they would support you which is the exemptions granted to some uh, 40 plus companies amounting to in excess of 400 million which is currently before the finance committee is the government willing to negotiate on that or agree with the minority on this they have also said elsewhere that if we take the revenue bills out, they will support it. And then they have also said elsewhere that on some of the expenditure allocations, they would want to see 
uh, reductions to some offices and move to some other places, else they will not support it. And I think the pattern is clear that every step of the way, they will seek to put an impediment uh, in our way. What appears to me to be the most important and effective thing that we can do now is to ensure that all our members are in the chamber when it matters most so that we can uh, uh, go through the process and where they raise their disagreement, if we have to have a vote, have a vote on it. What about building consensus? If there are matters that are genuinely um, worth reconsidering, I think we have demonstrated over and over again that we are not shy to reconsider some of these issues. But I think they have advertised clearly what they want to do. And it behoves on us to be disciplined enough to have all our members in the chamber when it matters so that um, on those issues where they have advertised they will not agree with us, where it comes to a vote, we will have to uh, you know, come by those numbers. What about building consensus? Oh, we have done a lot of consensus building. I mean, but like you rightly said, sometimes even when you are clear that this is not a matter in contention, because they are of the view that we don't maybe have all the numbers in the chamber. They'll put it to a vote, uh, hoping to embarrass the uh, government. And we understand that. Because of the slim majority, it is part of their political tactic. And members on the majority side also have to understand that. We have to be clear in our minds, very, very clear in our minds. And we have to be present in the chamber so that when that happens, where the... Uh, you know, decline to do business with us and we have to put it to a vote, we are able to uh, do that. Also, and that doesn't mean that where there's something that uh, must be um, acquiesced to, then we obstinately say we are going to put it to a vote. Today, for example, we've explained to our colleagues in the media that uh, the Minister for Trade and Industry is suspending the laying of the ally uh, so that some more consultations can um, take place. If it was a matter that we sought or, or we were of the view um, to push it to the hilt, uh, then you may, you know, try to adopt, you know, the numbers to achieve that. So where, 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 where we are clear in our mind that, yes, there's a matter on which, uh, you know, some acquiescence must take place, we always do that. But where it is clear that as they have advertised, they want to play the political game, then we must make sure that our members are in the chamber so that we can get the vote through. That's the political reality of the day. Mutala Mohammed, is this purely a political game you're playing? Well, it's interesting. My good friend is looking at it as just a political game. The position we have taken consistently in the matter of the budget was has not been exclusively a position taken by the NDC. You have civil society organizations who have actually agreed with our position. You have ordinary citizens who agree with our position. The reason why they have decided to shove this unreasonable you know, tax uh, restriction of the importation of certain commodities is that that is not in the budget. That is not in the budget. So for Kojo to say that we are playing political game, I think that he should accord us with some respect. Every single issue for which we have a problem, we have given reasons why we have problems about them. And if you if you listen to my friend very well, the focus is not whether they will build consensus with us. The focus is not whether they will look at the merit of the challenges we we are you know given to the some of the items in the budget. The focus is just that let's get our numbers there. Whether the, the argument of the NDC makes sense or not, let's get our numbers there and have those things approved. 
this is not the only business we're going to do. I was expecting him to say that, yes, we'll look at the issues we see, they raise and see whether they have some merit. If they do have some merit, we would begin to have some compromises. That is what Parliament is supposed to be. We build consensus. Every single item must be look, looked at in its merit, whether what we are saying and near to the benefit of the ordinary Ghanaian or not. And in fact, on the issue of the restrictions that the Minister for Trade is proposing, there are several members within the NPP who are opposed to it. And I want you to ask Kodio to sincerely tell you and your listening public whether he's opposed to it as a person or not. Because I know him, I know what the principles he stands for. The, 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 the government has to announced today, as he says, that, that that document is no longer going to be laid. Uh, they want to do more consultation. So th that is an announcement that has been made. It's no longer so it means that there wasn't any consultation that they brought this one. So if we never opposed to it, they would have had it done. So it means that the effect, the consequences of it, which is inimical to you know, businesses and ordinary Ghanaian in terms of their disposable income and what they can buy would have been a challenge. And you did an excellent job when you interviewed the Minister for Trade. And he was exposed. He didn't even have his figures right. He didn't even know how much we are spending in importing ABC. He didn't even know the capacity of our poultry farmers. And this was the Minister for Trade who is bringing an airline. Yet the, the reasons why he was bring, he's bringing them earlier, he didn't even appreciate them. So there are a lot of items in the budget that if you look at them crit critically, you would raise the same questions the NDC is raising. So Kojo, it is not an NDC thing, and we are not playing political game. Mm. It really resonates with the ordinary Ghanaian civil society organization, for academia. All the aspects they have interviewed raise the same concerns we have raised as far as this budget, you know, is, is, is concerned. Uh, government wants to mobilize about 11 billion yet you are giving tax exemption to certain entities amounting to over 400 million and and again just in this same parliament and kojo was in in parliament we gave tax exemption to two companies two companies in the name of one d one f amounting to over 11 million dollars and could you ask your reporter myself and the mp for Bali, we opposed it on the floor yet they had it this tax exemption given because the reason why we opposed was they wanted to see proof of jobs that those companies were creating. Yet there wasn't any proof. And I can tell you on authority that the information I had was that the goods for which the exemptions were sought were already in Ghana, which is illegal. Thank you very much, uh, Mutala Mohammed. Mr. Pankrama, please stay with me. I mean, the budget is important um, for a few reasons. We got some clarity of, of how important this is. One, the presentation uh, from your, your colleague, Minister of State of the Finance Ministry, uh, the, um, who obviously explained why this needed to happen, the approval must happen. This is what he says there. There are two conditions that we were left to meet. Number one condition was the presentation of this budget, which uh, uh, takes to achieve the fiscal path of 0.5% mm -hmm. uh, support. And number two is to have an agreement with our creditors as far as the negotiation over the restructuring of the debt are concerned. So this budget has been presented, and so one of the two remaining has been, has been met. Mm. We are determined to conclude uh, the negotiation to get uh, some agreement which the fund uh, has indicated to us they will accept for them to set a, a board date and then approve it. When so are we getting those agreements? When, when are we getting those agreements, especially with our external creditors? When are we hoping to get that? Well, we, we're hoping to have this agreement soon. And uh, 
next tranche should happen uh, in the last uh, week of November to the first week of December. Mr. Bonkuma, the first of those two uh, conditions, he says, the budget is now out of the way. Uh, that, by the way, is Mohammed Amin Adam. He says the second, of course, is to get that agreement from the external creditors to pave way for that release of the $600 million and to go before the IMF board. What's the update on that second leg of this? Before I answer that, let me just make the point that, so as was discussed earlier, we have not going to marshal our numbers for everything that is ahead of us. We have said that on matters where we are clear that uh, there's some worth in amending even the proposal that has been put on the table, we're happy to do that. But however, on matters where as advertised, we want to play the political game, then we have to get our numbers to do the needful. On the question of um, agreement with external creditors, I'll have to check from finance the latest update and um, let you know. I don't have the latest update on it. I'll have to check from finance. But generally, uh, it's the agreement. Are we any close to getting it? Are we any close to going to the board to get in the 600 million coming? The last brief I had was that the conversations have been fruitful, that we've demonstrated the progress that we're supposed to demonstrate, and that the board has actually fixed a date for um, the board meeting. But specific to your question whether or not uh, an MOU has been signed, I need to check and then I can give you a matter of fact, yes or no. Thank you very much, Kojo Pankrumah. That's uh, the information minister you had earlier. Uh, Mutala Mohammed is a member of parliament for Tamale Central. So if you're just joining us, the 2024 budget has just been approved in the House. It came down to a vote in the end. The majority side managed to bring all their members to the House, 138. A minority were shot by one member who was absent, and so they only managed to bring in 136 members. So the 2024 budget has been approved, but as you've just had there, it's not done just yet because the estimates will have to come for approval too. The minority just said, notice they will make sure that every single item is put to a vote. News tonight in a minute. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.